we're all in the same boat here. We're all in a situation where all of a sudden our most critical negotiations are happening online right now. So I want to ask you a question. Have you ever been trained specifically on how to negotiate online? For most of you, the answer is going to be no. Even if you took an online negotiation course, it probably didn't talk about strategies and tactics for online negotiations. That's why we created this one-of-a-kind virtual training called How to Leverage Technology to Succeed in Your Online Negotiations. This is a two-hour training that will be held on June 4th, and it's all about giving you the tools and the confidence you need to get the best possible deal in these critical negotiations. Check out the link in the description to learn more. Hello, my friends, and welcome to our practice session. In our practice sessions, we invite our featured guests to show off their negotiation and conflict resolution skills in a realistic scenario. In this session, I want you to pay attention to what our guest does and not to what I do, because while they are trying to show off their skills and teach you, I'm trying to frustrate their efforts in different ways through things like aggression, annoyance, emotionality, or awkwardness. And then after the practice session, we debrief and talk about what worked, what didn't work, and what you can use in your next difficult conversation. All right, everybody, welcome to our first recorded sparring session. This is so exciting. So with this sparring session, we want to make sure that we are uh, being current, as current as possible. And right now it is April 14th, 2020. And so the thing that everybody is talking about is the current pandemic, coronavirus, COVID-19. So we're going to push this, the timeline of this episode up to, let's say, early June where it could possibly be a time where everything starts opening back up. And so I am going to be a manager, some high-level person in an organization, and I'm really gung-ho about making sure everything gets back to the status quo. Alex is going to be somebody who is my subordinate in this interaction, and she is a little bit more cautious when it comes to the safety precautions that we should be taking. And so your goal, Alex, is to try to get me to be a little bit more mindful of the, of the health situation. And I'm going to try to be the, the wonderfully aggressive jerk that I always am <laughs> in these sparring sessions. Sound good? You got it. Perfect. Okay. So let's say you are coming into my office to, to have this conversation. Oh, no. Let's say it's a video chat. We're, oh, we're about great. to open it up. Here yeah, this are. is perfect. Yeah, so we're about to open up the business next week. And so we're talking about how to do that. Hey, Alex, thank you for, uh, for joining the call. How have you been? I'm doing all right. It's been uh, a long time since we were, you know, in the office together and things have been stressful. But, you know, I think it seems like we're hopefully coming to a place where we're handling it. Uh, you know, at least I'm trying to handle it at home the best I can. How about you? Oh, I'm ecstatic. Uh, things yeah. are great. Um, it's been tough working at home. You know, I'm a workhorse. I like to get stuff done. I have a four-year-old jumping on my head all the time. <laughs> my wife's a doctor, so I can't just say, hey, I know you're seeing patients virtually. Can you handle him? So it's been, it's been rough. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting back to work. And, and frankly, I think we can all agree it's been way too long. Uh, this, this has been a, a ridiculous response. And I'm looking forward to getting into the office and, and being productive and getting things right back to normal. Yeah, so it sounds like that home's been challenging for you to work there with the, with the four-year-old jumping bean, and, and you're saying the office is really where you do the best work? Absolutely. I, I, if we are talking about Kwame in terms of uh, 
a National Geographic type of approach, uh, the office is my natural habitat for sure. Yeah, well, and, and, and as the leader of our company, right, I can see certainly why it would be mission critical for you to be in the place where you can do the best innovative work that's going to, you know, lead us out of this. Exactly. Yeah. And so one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you is talk about what it looks like getting things back to normal. You're one of the leaders in the organization. You have a, you have a team of, of 15 working under you, and I know they look to you for guidance. So I just want to know what you're going to do in order to make sure that we get back on track and everything gets back to normal, just like it was before. You got it. Well, Kwame, I, I want to say, first of all, thank you for this debt of trust that you've placed in me. And I see my job as really t- to be your right-hand person to help effectuate the mission of the company and to you know, get us on track to achieve all the things that we want to achieve in this next quarter and beyond. And so I'm committed to being your partner in that effort. I would love to know what goals you have for us as an organization over the next few months. And having that in mind will really help me then to work with you to make the decisions that, that you're gonna make. Yeah, well, um, first of all, I'm glad to hear that you uh, think of me as a partner and I agree. I think we, we are in a partnership moving this forward and we, we're behind we're behind. I'm a competitive guy. I set some competitive numbers. Those don't change. I'm not going to adjust my expectations for what this should look like at the end of 2020, just because uh, some people overreacted because of a health concern. I'm fine. You're fine. We're here. We're healthy. So let's get back to work and get back on track. So in order for us to hit our numbers, we need to really push forward aggressively. We need everybody in the office making up for the lost time. I know people were still trying to work from home, but frankly, I think we can all agree that it's just not the same. It's not as effective. And um, the numbers uh, demonstrate that. We recently collaborated with four top universities to host over 600 business leaders and negotiation experts in our virtual negotiation and conflict resolution summit. It went really, really well, and it gave us an opportunity to get a unique understanding of the challenges and opportunities that come with virtual negotiation. And that's what prompted us to create this online negotiation training that's all about how to leverage technology to succeed in your online negotiations. It will break down the strategy strategies and tactics you need to get the best possible deal for yourself and for your company, even though you're not negotiating in the traditional way. If this is something that's interesting to you, check out our website to learn more. The training is going to be held on June 4th. We'd love to see you there. And as an added bonus, you can get access to our online course and the virtual training for the same price. So make sure you check out the website if you're interested in learning more. And now back to the show. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, so you've said really, you know, and you've noted you're healthy and I'm healthy and thank God for that, right? None of us have any pre-existing conditions. And so your goal really is to push forward aggressively, that we have to hit those numbers. And from your perspective, we're going to do that most effectively in the office. And you feel that sort of the numbers we've had over the last few months demonstrate that we really need to be in the office in order to do that. Yep, 100%. And so for your team, what do you think needs to happen in order for us to to hit the ground running and really move forward? Yeah, I'm I'm so glad you asked. And I want to tell you, first of all, that I completely share your goal of wanting to move forward as aggressively as possible and show that we're going to get back on our feet. You know, and I think 
where I come out might be slightly different in how I would effectuate that. So I totally, you know, I've been uh, perfectly healthy and I know you've been perfectly healthy. You know, other companies in our sector have been taking kind of a, you know, a stair-step approach to going back into the office. And I wanted to explore possibilities with you around that. And here's my thought. I know that our results haven't been outstanding for the last few months. I've been looking and, you know, my thought is that most of that was the market conditions around our partners. And as they rebound, we are going to rebound. My concern that I wanted to raise with you is around members of our team who may not be in the same health position as we are, that may have vulnerable family members or even certain health vulnerabilities themselves, and they may in fact be more productive at home where they know that they will be safe for now than if they get back in the office. So I'm wondering if we could talk about the folks who don't have, like we have young children jumping on us in the home and who may have concerns, but who also want to aggressively push forward what accommodations we could think of for them. So before I answer that, I just want to make sure I'm understanding you correctly. Are you suggesting then that we, we slow down? Is that what I'm hearing? Not on the business. I think we should push forward on the business. I wanted to raise for you the possibility of having some folks continue to work from home with benchmarks and guidelines so that we can make sure that we are safe. I think, you know, it seems like you and I have done very well. We've been safe. We haven't had any adverse consequences. My concern for us, Kwame, is nothing's going to hurt our aggressive results more than if somebody gets sick because they were more vulnerable and they came back to the office. I'd love for us to hit those benchmarks and exceed the benchmarks that you're looking at. And I'm wondering about the best way for us to do that. Well, I'm a little bit concerned because the way that I think our best way to do this is by taking advantage of the opportunity. Because what you suggested or what you mentioned before was that other companies are taking a stair-step approach. approach. Is that right? Yeah, I've, I've seen other companies starting to do this. And I think I'd like to understand maybe a bit of your concern, because your concern is that if we also stair-step or we think about accommodations for employees, and that was just an example, I think there are lots of ways that we could problem-solve this. Your concern, if I'm understanding you right, is that anything short of full everybody in the office is going to hurt our results. Am I understanding Exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. Because the way I look at it, is if everybody else in the industry is doing this little tepid stair-step approach and we go all out on this, we're going to crush the market. And then our shareholders are happy. I'm happy. We hit our numbers and we're ahead. And I don't think these um, overblown health concerns are a reason to move forward. I think the fact that other people are slowing down is even more reason for us to push forward because uh, competition isn't just about doing well for yourself. It's about making sure that you crush other people in the process. That's the way I see it. Well, Kwame, you know what other companies don't have that we do? What? They don't have you leading them, and they don't have the solution we have. So we are already starting from a place of strength because they don't have the secret weapon. So, you know, I'm wondering what it would take, you know, because I hear your concern, and I'd like to, you know, to go out and make sure that I'm meeting that concern. What would it take for you to have some comfort 
around certain of our employees, maybe who have health concerns or have situations that might make it more comfortable for them to work hard from home for now, what would you need to know or to see to make that palatable for you and to know we were still charging toward those goals? Well, I have a background in finance. I'm all about the numbers. Numbers don't lie unless they're manipulated by people. And so I would need to see numbers mm-hmm. demonstrating that they're able to operate in a, in a way that's efficient, that meets my high standards. And again, we're not looking for the industry to tell us what our standards are. We set the standards. That's why we're ahead. That's why we've always been ahead. And that's why we compete so well. And so I'm not willing to accept anything that puts us in, in a position where we get behind. And I know this sounds harsh, but if, if people can't really get in line and meet those numbers and they're too scared for whatever reason to come into the office, then they might need to get replaced. Okay, so that is so helpful. So you need to see the numbers and you need to know that these numbers are going to meet our high standards. And I hear that you're not in love with the idea of looking to other companies to dictate anything we might do right? That we want to be setting the standard in the industry for what we are achieving, our numbers, and everything else. And my goal for us is to be setting the standard for those numbers and also to be setting a standard for employee safety so that we can avoid a situation where, you know, we're hitting those great numbers, but then we have somebody who gets sick. And that is not only a productivity problem, that is a PR problem. And I want to create the conditions for you to be able to do the magic that you do in the workplace and for us to support you in that. So it sounds like then what I need to do perhaps is to go back and do some homework on the numbers because my belief is that we're going to be able to effectuate this in a way that's going to have us achieving those rock solid numbers and is also going to provide certain people the option, maybe who aren't as you know, healthy and robust as we are, to continue to just absolutely crack the whip from home. So if it's all right with you, why don't I go back and do some work now that I know my mandate? I'm going to work on the numbers, and I'm going to come up with a proposal, and then I think we should sit down and uh, talk about it. How does that sound? That sounds great, and it sounds like you killed this sparring session. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is good. Cool. You ready to move into the debrief? I'd love it. Let's do it. Oh, man, this is great. Okay. So I'll I'll tell you, I'll run through just what I saw and then let's go and let's go back and forth and and do our little debrief here. So I love the opening question. What what are your goal? Because again, you're asking me to show the key to persuasion. What is it that matters to me? I'm a competitive guy. And so that it was very clear. And so you made it clear again, you used the word partner and I sh- you said explicitly, I share your goal. So now you realize, hey, this guy is a hammer. I don't want to look like a nail. So you say, hey, I'm a hammer too. <laughs> so right. I'm not going to go against you. And then you said, however, there might be a difference in how we effectuate the, those goals. I thought that was brilliant. We have, the, we have the exact same goal. We're just going to talk about how we get there. That is less Uh, threatening to me. So you're going to have less opposition. Brilliant. You suggested using the industry standard of the stair-step approach. And usually that is something that works, but not not with this guy. And Uh so you recognize that that and abandoned it and you didn't go back. Because a lot of times people make the mistake of saying, 
hey, that's persuasive to me. So I'm going to keep on saying it over and over and over again in the hope <laughs> that eventually it'll become persuasive to you as well. Even when I was, <laughs> I was saying some things that were a little bit out there, you found ways to agree whenever possible. And then you started to translate what you wanted out of this situation into terms that I would appreciate where you, I said, okay, you know, who cares about people being sick? And then you said, well, sickness hurts the numbers. Tracks. Okay, you got that. And then you did something that in, in therapy and psychology, we would call the magic question. So if you were to ma wave a magic wand and this worked, what would it take? And so you said, what would it take for you to feel comfortable with this situation? And then I, I answered the question again. And then I thought it was great where you ended the conversation too. Because a lot of times people try to get too much too soon. And if you would have pushed me to, to agree with you in this conversation, I probably would have said no, because no is the safest answer. As a competitive guy in this situation, I wouldn't have felt comfortable coming to a conclusion that quickly that was different from where I already was. So taking the time to reset and take the data that you've gathered, put it in your Alex lab, come up with another strategy. Perfect. Very well done. <laughs> well, this was highly enjoyable. And I have to say that while challenging, you know, you're still a nice guy. I, you know, I, when, I think, when I think to what I've seen in New York City civil courts, this was, you know, if this were a Thai restaurant, I think you gave me two and a half to three chili peppers out of four. So. <laughs> Fair enough. You know, I think it's the, uh, I think it's the video. It's like, man, people are going to associate this behavior with my face. I, I'm going to turn, <laughs> tone these sparring sessions down a little bit. <laughs> no, but I have to say, I, I thought it was extremely realistic. And so my hope is that this back and forth can give people an idea of how you can do so much work with questions. In fact, questions will do so much more heavy lifting for you than trying to persuade. The best way to persuade is to ask questions that reveal the obstacle to the deal. So, and most of our conversation was questions and summarizing, and you can see already how far we moved just in that short period of time. Exactly. And even those times when I, I wasn't giving you all of the information that you would have liked, or I went a different direction, you were undeterred. You stayed curious and kept on finding different ways to get at the information, even if the first way wasn't as successful as we would have liked. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Alex, again, thank you. And before you go, let the listeners know about the book and where they can get it. Absolutely. So it, the book is Ask for More, 10 Questions to Negotiate Anything, even Kwame in a manager role. <laughs> and uh, you can get Ask for More through all major retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your independent bookstore. Come find me on my website, alexcarterasks.com. I have a community where I share tips and strategies. And you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram at Alexandra B. Carter. Fantastic. Thank you again. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Congratulations. You've just joined an elite club. By listening to a full episode, you're now officially on the Negotiate Anything team. So welcome aboard. What most team members do is they subscribe to the podcast because that allows them to automatically get the latest episodes of the show. The best things in life lie on the other side of difficult conversations. Keep learning, keep practicing, and keep getting better. Your relationships will improve, your career will soar, and you'll have the confidence you need to get the most out of these crucial conversations. Again, thank you for joining the team. We're excited to have you, and I will see you in the next episode.
I'll catch you later.